God. Well, I'll never get it. Hello! Oh, it's recording. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're not giving me any uh, heads up here. <laughs> Hello! Hello! Happy Thursday, everyone. It's September now. Yay! Yay! It's, it's, it's basically fall. It's basically fall. I'm already seeing all this stuff for Halloween. I know. I saw all the candy oh. at the at the grocery store the other day. I'm not ready for summer to be over. I mean, I never am, but it, am. it really rushed through. I am. This is the best part of the year. We get to see the leaves change. Oh, God. It, that is very pretty, but I don't know. I love it. You can live out your basic life. We can all wear yoga pants and Ugg boots. Get our... I don't wear yoga boots. I know. I don't Only wear those pants. either. And I Only don't... I actually don't like pumpkin spice lattes. I think they're but gross. But your husband does. He does. I think they're disgusting. But anyway... I, I could take them or leave them. This actually, is... Actually, that is related to my topic. This is... The part I don't, I don't get. get. Woo! Weird. Episode... Sweet 16! Yay! We're 16! Yay, we're a teenager! Oh my god, Sweet we're annoying. Sweet 16! Stop. <laughs> you remember the, do you remember the TV show? On MTV? Yeah. Yeah, I was so jealous of their parties. I know. Those, but like, limos. How much of that they was always, real? They always got a BMW. How much of that so, was real? How much of that was, was just, yeah, like, the show? I, I'm sure it was mostly fake, but... And they were like... <sighs> Alexia didn't get an invite. If oh she my shows God. up, do not let her in. <laughs> and then they always just miraculously show up, and then the security has to throw them out. Could you imagine having security at our birthday parties? Oh my Please. God. It was such a power trip for these girls, too. They're like, you did not get oh, an invitation. Yeah. They like manip- used it as like a manipulation technique. Like, if you do this, you're not coming. But we're not going to be like that on our 16th episode. We're going to be the, the actual sweet. 16. We're going to be nice. We'll see. It's it's early. <laughs> but we'll try. I it's can, not in our nature. I cannot remember whose turn it is. I think it's yours. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, so my topic is, is very relevant. It's, I thought it was going to be a lighter topic, but it kind of turned, like, the more I read, I was like, eh. But, um, <laughs> it, hey, this is incredibly got, depressing, but I'm going to no, keep going. It didn't get incredibly depressing, but it did get a little deeper. But, you know, I also kind of like that, too. Ooh, so handwritten. I know, it's because my computer, um, the charger is no longer working, and so... <laughs> <laughs> How do you I was halfway on? through, and then it was like, your battery's low, and then I kept trying to charge it and wouldn't charge, so then I was like, well, <laughs> I'm screwed. So, time to go back to the old uh, handwritten days. But I'm doing the uh, the chicken sandwich wars of 2019, aka the the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Oh, you mean the thing that just came out? There's uh-huh. another one. Well, no, the wars are are between Popeyes and Chick Fil A. Oh, because I haven't heard about that. Well, I've you're about to about... hear all about it. Okay, <laughs> so sit back and enjoy. I the do ride. know about the popularity of the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Yes, yes. Have you tried it? I'm not going there. I'm not waiting in line for fast food, please. I know, and Popeyes doesn't even have a drive-through. What kind of BS is that? I know. They want you to. They want to suck you into the store. Although that, I walk by one of those or drive by. It smells so good. Oh, I'm sure it does. Like I've seriously thought about doing. But a how U-turn. much is that? Is real, real meat? How much? Well, of that I don't is know, but fake, apparently made in a factory where you smell it and then you salivate because you think you're. Tasting something. Uh, I don't know, but apparently this chicken sandwich 
So the part I didn't get about this whole thing is what is the big deal? This this chicken drugs. sandwich. They put drugs in. That's it. what I thought actually. I was <laughs> I was disappointed to find out that was not the case. But what is the big deal about the sandwich? Why are people? I mean, this is causing a frenzy. Um, and what is what's like? You know, I I'm going behind the psychology of it too a little bit to find out like okay. what's up with us as humans that we're going yeah, this why crazy. Why would we ha- be in line outside the door <laughs> outside of a Popeyes? You're not even in yeah, the that, door. Yeah, that that ain't no fast food. What like, if you're like, I just want some nuggets, ma'am. I don't even want the sandwich. Dude, dude, I just I just wanted some wings. <laughs> I want the stuff with the bones. I don't need a sandwich. <laughs> Can we have a separate line for the people that <laughs> like the old school stuff? We should. So, um, there, there are tons of articles, but, um, so I got most of the, my information from a, uh, Business Insider article by Kate Taylor called Inside the Rise and Fall of Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. Um, so after the success of the Chick-fil-A franchise and their sandwich, um, Chick-fil-A is, is it now... a specific sandwich you're talking about with Chick-fil-A or well, is it just the brand? So Chick-fil-A got famous because of their chicken sandwich. The, okay. Not the grilled one, the, the breaded one uh, okay. with literally just like pickles and <laughs> maybe mayonnaise. I forget. Okay. Um, I don't go there either. <laughs> I, I, I go there with my boyfriend sometimes, but... That's a whole nother... Shame. Shame. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> You're not perfect, okay. Um, so anyway, um, they are now the... Lar- Chick-fil-A is now the largest... Um, I'm sorry, third largest chain in the U.S. I believe it. Um, and that was because of... They They kind of claimed they were the first to come up with the their version of the chicken sandwich, but I'm like, other... Uh, Wendy's has been around for a yeah, long McDonald's, time. But I guess whatever, maybe... I don't know, this version of the chicken sandwich? Or maybe they were just... For some reason, they They got popular because of their chicken sandwich. So they kind of consider themselves the OG of the chicken sandwich. (laughs) Um, So after they started doing really well, because they actually didn't have... Like, they're they're the third largest, but they didn't have that many chains as many as all the other places. So, like, they were still selling really well, but not even... It's not like they had stores all over the place, but... I mean, yeah. now, obviously, we're seeing more and more pop up. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to go buy a Chick-fil-A and it not be, like, crowded. Yeah. Like, they have people... Well, they only got six days to provide those chicken sandwiches, Well, exactly. Too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, I guess you've never been in one, but they have people... It kind of reminds me of, like... I that. have been in one one time. Okay. So, have you seen how they have... People kind of manning the line, like staff, like will take your order in line, and then oh my gosh, yeah, no, I didn't it's even like see that because that's how busy it gets. Like they kind of have to, <laughs> what do you call, like triage everybody? Kind of like they do at Starbucks too, with the people behind the counter. What's your order? What's yeah. your order? And you're like, I haven't even paid. I'm yet. like, I just walked in the door. <laughs> I don't even know. What if I change my mind? <laughs> I'm not ready. Go to the other person. It's like a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. And especially when there's more adjectives <clears throat> with the Starbucks orders, but... Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap, I missed... Oh, I forgot no to whip, say no sweet cup. and low. Grande vente. <laughs> skim, no skim. I meant to say All soy milk. milk. <laughs> uh, my life's over. <laughs> so, anyway, um, after uh, Chick-fil-A's success, you know, other chains, McDonald's, Crackle, Cracker Barrel... Crackle Barrel! Cracker <laughs> Barrel! And, um... Buffalo Wild Wings, they all attempted to make their own like, oh, really? versions. And they or they were kind of, like, researching into it. Yeah. I mean, obviously nothing came of it. 
And then August 12th of this year, <laughs> yeah. um, the Popeye's chicken sandwich debuted across the U.S. Um, now, there was no massive ad campaign out of the ordinary, no big reaction from fans initially. You know, it wasn't overly hyped. Are there um, a lot of commercials about it? Well, no. I mean, it was nothing more than what they would do for, I guess, any other new product. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they weren't expecting this big of a reaction. Okay. So, actually, from what I read in this article, it kind of, it almost was like a, a grassroots campaign over Twitter. <laughs> like, it was from the actual people that were trying the chicken sandwiches. Oh, and they just loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, and, <clears throat> and it wasn't any, like, you know, influencers or, um, you know, famous people that were trying to make it popular. Just hometown chicken eaters. Yeah, so... What people say in this article that really sparked the the big, um, like, you know, the the big media craze was, um, it was they called it the tweet heard around the world in this article. <laughs> um, well, okay, so back up. Before that, people were slowly um, tweeting about it and like making memes, like comparing it, saying like how Chick Fil A or how Popeyes was better than Chick Fil A. Um, it was like, like there was this one meme of like, um, uh, Musafa like in <laughs> Lion King when he's like dead, and then uh, Simba, and it's like me as Simba, and then Chick Fil A is Musafa, and he's like, please don't be dead, or like please wake up, like basically saying like that it's the Chick Fil A version is dead, and oh okay, yeah, so. Um, there were a lot of memes that came up just saying that, you know, the Popeye sandwich is way better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. So Chick-fil-A, um, tweeted a picture and, um, it said bun plus chicken plus pickles equals all the love for the original. Just saying like, hey, we're, we're the original, still here. don't forget us. Yeah. And then, so Popeye's, they, what's called quote tweeted it, um, which basically they just, they retweeted the original mm -hmm. and then said... Y'all good? And, um, so that's, that's kind of what, I guess, they say kind of sparked, like, this big debate between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's in terms of the chicken sandwich. Because after that, um, according to this article, the foot traffic went from 67%, which is, like, the average, to 103%. Um, and unfortunately, uh... The workers started having to do like crazy amounts of shifts, like oh, yeah. twelve-hour shifts. Right. I didn't even think about that. Uh, really unsatisfactory <clears throat> work conditions. There was reports of employees walking out. Oh yeah, um, like fuck this chicken. Yeah, they're like, I'm not gonna work in these conditions for like, no, you know. I'm no sure pay. they run out. There's no way they didn't run out. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're getting ahead. Oh right? okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I, and they say that what, I guess, by getting Chick-fil-A into the dialogue, I think what happened was that they they got a lot of their fans, like, okay, what's like going on? Then. Yeah, like, they opened a dialogue, and that really kind of, and because they had this product that was actually, people were saying was good. Okay. Um, so, um, and yeah, so within two weeks, um, it was officially taken off the menu of Popeye's because they had sold out on August 27th, and they're saying, you know, we'll have it back as soon as... Oh, it's it's off right now. It's already, yeah, it's already sold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to grow more chickens! <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm like, oh, there's poor chickens, they're gonna kill so many. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. 
But, um, I, I still have yet to try one, but now I'm like, I'm Well, I guess curious. you're gonna have to wait. But now I'm like, now it's too hyped up. Also, another thing was the Popeyes, I think, is cheaper than Chick-fil-A. It's like I would assume, four dollars. I would assume dollars. so. And some, that would be my guess yeah, without even checking. Yeah, so that checking. helped, too. Yeah. And, you know, like Popeyes, they're, they're known for their chicken, and, so it's yeah. like it would make sense that they can do a sandwich pretty well. Yeah. Um, so in a Rolling uh, Stone article uh, by E.J. Dixon, it's called The Human Cost of <laughs> Viral Food Crazes, they kind of looked a little bit more in depth. Um, some of the other crazy things that happened, a Tennessee man filed suit against Popeyes for false advertising after he went into the store and was told they were sold out. <laughs> so people are losing their shit. Um, in Houston, a man pulled a gun on employees when he was told oh that there were God. no more sandwiches left. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, this just, um, I mean, it was just getting, getting ridiculous. Uh, and so this article was saying that, you know, some, te- some companies use the tactic of limiting supply to increase demand. It's yeah. a successful sales tactic. Um, and that, that's what Chick-fil-A does, um, cause their most popular day is Monday because no one can go on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. I know. You wouldn't think, I would think like, you know, weekend or something. I Friday, I would think, but yeah, but it's like, you want what you can't have. Um, and they gave examples of like the shamrock shake from McDonald's, um, and the McRib from McDonald's and then like the, like kind of weird um things like kfc double down with like the chicken as the buns <laughs> like, oh that's right I, yeah that looked gross but that's the thing it was like it was so gross but people just still had to try just to say oh i try it was like a conversation starter well, it's fewer carbs I yeah guess. right yeah i'm i'm on the uh what is it the uh keto <laughs> that's that's how they <laughs> they found the loophole there <laughs> um so this was actually not Popeye's intent. They did not purposely just not get enough thinking, oh, we're going to make people like really want this by not having enough. It just straight up ran out. Yeah, they, it was so popular. And they weren't expecting that level of um, popularity. Um, so it, what, looking into the psychology part of this, um, you know, we as as humans, we want a shared experience with others. Um, you know, the whole fear of missing out, especially given (laughs) social media, you know, you're hearing, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. You're like, okay, I want to try it. Like just natural curiosity. Um, unless you're like you and I, and we just like hate everything (laughs) (laughs) and judge everything. Haters. No, actually, no, I I actually did want to try it, but part of me was like, once anything not is hyped too much. for that amount of effort. No, no, no not... Thank you. Yeah, the, the line waiting is where I draw the line. Yes, <laughs> literally. Ma'am. Yeah. Like, if it came back and, and then, like, after it died down, I'd probably try it. I'd probably just forget. Well, first of all, for those of you who don't know me, <laughs> I have a fast food ban. So, I, I've, I mean, it is rare when I will partake in a fast food Except restaurant. Except for Wendy's. Except for Wendy's. Apparently, Wendy's is okay. Wendy's is special. But I will only go to Wendy's, I, I can't even tell you the last time. I mean, like, I straight up will go Before to... Before we were on Weight Watchers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um, those were the days. <laughs> I think that I've been to a fast food restaurant maybe 
And I'm talking about places like Popeye's, like places yeah. you would expect to have a drive through. Yeah. Maybe four times in the last like, year. Like place where you'd be ashamed for anyone to see yeah, you. Exactly. If you were there. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, because technically you could say like Panera is one or Subway is fast food. Yeah, too. I don't like, count those. But I don't count those either. But so, Yeah, like like you said, if there's a drive through or mm-hmm. there should be a drive through. Yeah. Yeah. I've literally like eight, maybe four times in the oh last year. Oh my God, year. I just realized I went to Wendy's last night. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's been a while. I was like, nope, I went last night. <laughs> I had a I had a late night hockey game and there was nothing else open, so and I got the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I would always get. You but, love like, those chicken sandwiches. Oh I my do. god. But I I definitely will never eat a Chick-fil-A just for moral would reasons. You, would you like to explain to the the folks? I just from from what I've heard they, you know, they donate money to, towards causes that I don't support. And I will never, I just don't want to support their hater support. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, yeah, I think that they're the one that I'll never, never go to. But Popeye's was actually pretty high up on that list, really? too. So I saw some videos a lot online a long time ago about really? stuff. About what? Like their farms and stuff. Oh, and I was like, no. no thank you. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, yeah. But, you know, if you saw any of those about Wendy's, you would just ignore it. Uh, that would be a hard, that would be a hard <laughs> one. That would be a really hard day for me. Just because it's like my have... dad's favorite restaurant. <laughs> that's true. You have family. That's <laughs> my dad like, loves Wendy's. Yeah, every, every special occasion, Bay and her family, they go yeah. to Wendy's. Well, on my or dad's. Applebee's when they were still around. No, it, the Ruby Tuesday. Oh, excuse me. Ruby. Oh, this is a big food episode. I, I would do every episode about food. It was like but... my dad's birthday. I was like, Dad, I will take you anywhere you want to go. Anywhere. <laughs> like, He's really like, nice. You want to go Wendy's? <laughs> go there for lunch. About 12 o'clock. And that <laughs> is exactly what her dad sounds like. He has this random southern accent, but you don't know where it came from. And then this year, he upgraded to Panera... Really? Yeah. That's what I had for lunch. <laughs> he wanted Panera for his, like, literally, like, I don't know, 68th birthday dinner. His, like, family birthday dinner. Did you did you put a candle in the burger? <laughs> Happy birthday. See, you don't get he the... He gets a salad, too. Oh, good for yeah. him. But you don't get the uh, the added bonus of the awkward employees coming out and being like, Happy. That's true. Looking all miserable. We need to bring it's your birthday. next time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the people on the counter are like, are you confused? Why are you here celebrating your birthday? Did somebody die? <laughs> but anyway, um, yes, yeah, so where was I? We want what other people have. Um, yeah. it, it comes from, you know, evolution, too. Like, oh, really? um, you know, when we were with the pack, we had to, we had to kind of go along with them to... You know, we had to stay together as, as like, a group to make sure we had mm-hmm. food and water Maintain and all that. Maintain the status quo. Yeah. And, like, the whole loss aversion. Like, we don't want to... We want to, I guess, cut our losses. Is that the right... No, not cut our losses, but... We don't want to lose things. Or yeah. Ten, or lose something good, possibly. Fear of loss, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Rolling Stone article actually also brings in a lot of... Um, how there's a lot of race, class, and gender involved with a lot of these, like, Oh, food, I'm sure. Uh, the food, um, like, viral 
campaigns or I'm whatever. I'm sure I probably sound incredibly privileged to say I don't eat fast food, but I mean, obviously, <laughs> like... A little bit. I, there's absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with eating it. I just personally don't. Well, and they were saying, apparently, um, a lot of, like, racist memes came out with the whole Popeye thing. Oh, of course. Because, like, of course, a lot of the pictures were of, like, a majority of black people in line, and people were like, why is it that they can wait in line for Popeyes and not, you know, wait in line to vote? Oh, that's terrible. And this article talks about, like, it's not, like, they actually have very high turnout for voting, but, like, because of gerrymandering and all this other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, running uphill. Yeah, and actually one, um, like, 16-year-old African-American kid saw that, and he actually opened up, like, registration, uh, or voter registration booths at the lines, but oh, most cool. of them, yeah, most of them actually were already registered, so yeah. it was, like, not even yeah. needed. Um, but it's still, like, it's cool that a 16-year-old did that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Because they can't even vote. The next... <laughs> Next yeah, president. like, there's nothing wrong with eating fast food. I personally am already fat enough, so there's only so many fries I can handle before <laughs> it goes down a real slippery yeah. road for me. Yeah, you know, with that uh, acid reflux, you just oh never know. Oh my gosh, I just have to, like, if, if I open those floodgates, yeah. I'll go every day. I, I get oh, real I obsessed and addicted to something. Like, when I start eating something that's so good, I, like, need it all the time. And oh, I, I know. I mean... So it's better us, to just stay away. I swear, us and Wendy's, we were like two heroin addicts. Like, we would just look at each other and be like, you want to go to Wendy's? It's just better to stay away. Yeah. Yeah, don't even. It's a red light. Because, like, I used, to light get, I used to get, like, the large meal at Wendy's and a salad and then an extra fry. And that was, like, my one meal. Yeah, I remember. And I would get, like. That was a good. I think at one point I was getting up to, like, the triple, the triple burger and, like, the large fry. And I was like, mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not even that full. Let's get a frosty in there too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like well, it's because they're not like high in protein. Like and they, it's all salt. Yeah, but yeah, and then you get that large. You basically, coke. inhale it through your nose. Right. Anyway. I know it's like I'm done by the time we get home, like ten minutes. And um, the article also brings up um, the whole um, PSL. Um, pumpkin spice latte, like how that had <laughs> that brought up a lot it. of. I know that brought up a lot of like misogynist memes and how. Oh yeah. It you know associating the that with like the basic bitch and Again, like we were just talking about. I know nothing, you're foreshadowing. Nothing wrong with pumpkin spice lattes. Just yeah. Don't like pumpkin spice. Right, but it's just saying how like how even food like can get associated with you know, race gender and, and gender race and, and privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. um, well, and food can... is very ingrained in culture anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> um, but you know, I put my therapist hat on for a minute and I was okay. like, okay, what, what do I think is going on here? And part of me is like a lot of shit has been going down in this world. A lot of really bad shit. And I think we're looking for like just something a release. Yeah, something to keep us together, something to look forward to, some sort of sense of normalcy, and, like, you know, this, this, like, one little piece of good news comes out, yeah, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is really good, like, all right, um, and it's, like, people just hold on to that, and, you know, meanwhile, there's, like, mass shootings going on, mm. you know, fires everywhere, nuclear war, um, or threat of nuclear war, not actual nuclear war, um, <laughs> Was there something I missed? <laughs> Didn't see that episode of CNN. <laughs> um, and it's like, you know, when when we have experienced trauma, the best thing we can do for ourselves is get back into, like, a routine to it's have to that eat. sense of normalcy <laughs> and to eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so it's like we just kind of 
cling on to any sort of routine or anything that's going to comfort us. And in this case, like, yeah, food is a big comfort. So I think, um, you know, that's why we kind of just people get crazy over things like this just to, um, you know, it's like a security blanket in a way. And then, you know, when you're confronted with like, oh, this, sorry, we're out, uh, this great thing that everyone's excited about, you don't get to have any. It's like, well, now what? You know? <laughs> well, that's probably what they wanted the most is because now it's it's gone. Yeah. Now so many more people well, exactly. want it because it's gone. Yeah. Exactly. Like somebody else got to try it and you didn't get to try it. And oh my yeah. gosh. And it's like, I'll never. Yeah, it brings out the kindergartner. Yeah, and meanwhile, like in a month, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that chicken sandwich. Yeah. And you'll be on but to I the mean, next thing. How much of this, I mean, is related to, especially in America, our need, our need to consume? Yeah, like, that's true. Consumerism Gluttony. is such a huge thing. And like, especially with advertising and Facebook, we're not necessarily Facebook, but just any type of social media. So Twitter or whatever, you know, we see ads and we see other people doing it and we just have this innate and need to consume constantly. Right. And it's like, we can never get enough, you know? Mm-hmm. You never know, the, satisfied. Right. We need more. We want we want it bigger, we want it crazier, we want every topping. Yeah. We want out all the bells and whistles. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I'm including myself in that, Oh, me too. I'm definitely not not above (laughs) the consumerism. I know, like, I I remember, like, being, like, eating at restaurants and being like, oh, my God, I'm getting full. I wish I wasn't full so I could eat more. Yes! Isn't it terrible where there's, like, people in other cultures that are like, Maybe I'll eat today, you know? Yeah, well, that's why I love that part in, I think it's like the very first Hunger Games book. Oh, the second one. Where she goes to the Capitol and they're having a big feast. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And the Capitol's so rich, for anyone who doesn't know, the Capitol's very rich, whereas her district is very, very poor, and the main character is, you know, just kind of a little overwhelmed by all the lavishness and all the food and everyone's outfits and everything. And then she runs into people who work in the capital and live in the capital and they just give her this potion for her to just, oh, if you're full, just take this and then you'll throw up and then you can eat yeah. more. And the way that they do it in the book is like, this is a very normal day-to-day thing. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. You can just throw it up and eat more. Just like the pleasure of tasting the food rather yeah. than digesting it. And I could really see like Ugh. that happening in our society. I could, I could too. But I love that part because I think it's it just speaks volumes. Good, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I think it's also like... Oh yeah, the instant gratification, like how oh, we yeah. don't we don't like to wait for things, you know, we need it well, now. Well, especially with technology too. Yeah. Like if you have to wait all of 30 seconds for something to download, you're like, "Come on." I know, I'm like, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have all day. There's some sort of comedian that talks about like, "You know, it's coming from a satellite." <laughs> You give it a second. It, give it a second. <laughs> Have a little patience. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, um, you know. That's the, a very good topic. Thank you. I yeah, like and they're, the article is predicting, like, once the sandwich comes back, like, no one's going to give a shit. Because <laughs> oh, it's really? like, it, I mean, I'm sure Maybe it'll still do like well, but it's not going to be the level it was the first time, you know. Well, I didn't even know that it had sold out. People at work were talking about it, and I thought it was still in the store. Yeah, um, as far as I know, it's officially off the menu. Oh, okay. So. Well. What do you got for us tonight? My topic uh, isn't exactly an an uplifting story either, but um, 
It's not food related in Damn any it. way. <laughs> this could be the food episode. <laughs> um, so my, I got a lot of my information from Wikipedia, abcnews.com, and Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, okay. Um, so I know at least one person who is a listener who has mentioned this to me before, but this is like years ago. And I was, you know, trying to come up with something and I, I just kind of like popped into my mind and I was like, I wonder, I, you know, cause it's weird. It's like people get struck by lightning and then they don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not funny. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me laugh. I know. It was just so not what I was expecting. I just think, you know, people can start by lighting and they don't die. <laughs> that, to me, is the most crazy thing that you wouldn't just immediately keel over after being struck by lightning. I know, with that lightning. amount of electricity go with your, yeah. like, no human being is meant to withstand and that. And then there's that, that, that character in Benjamin Button. Um, that, like, gets struck, like, five times. <laughs> well, so, once you get struck once, aren't you more likely to get struck Well... Oh, okay, we're gonna find out. The person who holds the record, and this is pretty much what my story is mainly about, of being struck by lightning more recorded times than any other person is Roy C. Sullivan. He held the, re- the world record for being struck by lightning more recorded times at- and surviving than any other person alive. He lived from February 7, 1912 to September 28, 1983. He was even nicknamed the Human Lightning Rod. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> so uh, he was struck a total of seven times Damn. in his life. He even claimed that he was struck another time as a child, but it, like, wasn't him being struck. It was, like, something metal that he had had in his hand. But there's no witnesses. There's no one that should really corroborate that. So who knows? It could have actually been eight times. So his attraction for lightning began in 1942, and he lost his big toenail. And then continued on in 1969, he lost his eyebrows. That's it? <laughs> uh, in July 1970, he was struck for a third time, and his left shoulder was seared and burned. Uh, then April 1972, his hair was set on fire um, and was oh struck for a fourth time. Then the fifth time was in August 1973, um, where his hair set on fire again and his legs were burnt this is terrible stop making me laugh i'm sorry i'm just like picturing his head just like the whole spontaneous combustion thing i was just yeah well i think it was probably more of a spectacle i'm gonna get struck by lightning now considering the lightning because i'm laughing at this and then in 1976 he injured his ankle from the sixth time being uh struck and then the last and final time he suffered injuries and burns to his chest and stomach in 1977. So he was struck a total of seven times. And his heart never stopped during any of this? That I could not find. But those are the injuries that I did, I could find. So Roy was born and and raised and lived in Virginia. Oh, okay. He's a local. And he worked as a park ranger in the Shenandoah National Valley. So all seven strikes were documented by the superintendent of the Shenandoah National Park. However... Uh, 
However, his supervisor was not actually present at any of the reported strikes. And he wasn't even actually an active supervisor during every single time that he was hit. What if he just lit his own hair on fire and just (laughs) shaved off his eyebrows? (laughs) So um, Sullivan himself recalled, again, like that he could have perhaps even been struck before 1942 as a child. So Sullivan's wife was also struck one time uh, when a storm suddenly arrived, you know, and, and she was outside hanging clothes in their backyard and, and Sullivan was helping her at the time. So maybe he did conduct. If I were him, lightning. I would just never go outside again, at um, least during a freaking storm. But they were relatively unharmed by that particular incident. So, uh, after being struck by lightning seven freaking times and living, the story does meet a tragic end. Because he eventually, when he, he was 71, he did he ended up committing suicide. Um, who knows how much of that had anything to do with the after effects of being struck by lightning that many times. But he was married, but he had apparently um, had been rejected by someone else. Um, who he loved and did not take it very well and fell into depression and, and committed suicide at 71. Mm. So I... You know, after, after 65, it's very high likelihood of suicide. Really? Mm-hmm. I, when I read the 71, I thought like, wow, that's really I know, I think you're it. in the clear at that point. I know, I was like, I thought I was really surprised by his age. Yeah, I think 65 and over is like the biggest risk factor. I would think... Because teenagers. I know teenagers, it's like I think what, they're the isn't second, it like the third leading cause of death for teenagers uh, by the CDC. I'm not sure for teenagers. It's very high up yeah, there. It's definitely up there. I don't know what exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I always think of young people. So when I saw the 71, I was really surprised by that. But it's off awful, and it's and it's like you've survived all this crazy shit, and then like it's I know. Just such an unfortunate well, trauma term. is also another uh, oh, risk okay. factor. So you know. <laughs> getting struck by lightning that many times probably doesn't help. Yeah. Well, and also the girl or the being in love with someone. And yeah. So rejected. I was so like that's really his story. So then I was like, well, like, how is it po- even possible that, like, w- how do people survive by lightning? And I found out stuff about it that I had no idea, and it was quite interesting. So a single lightning strike is made up of several million volts of electricity. Um, the odds of being struck by lightning for any average person over a period of 80 years are roughly estimated as one in 10,000. That's actually way lower um, than I expected. <laughs> if there are like singular independent events. But his probability, Sullivan, Roy C. Sullivan, was much higher because he was a park ranger. So he worked outside and he was exposed to nature due to his work and storms more than an average person. Yeah, or I would imagine somebody on that, like, that have to climb up uh, towers and things like that. But, and then they even, Wikipedia broke it down for, like, the state where he lived, too. So Virginia averages 35 to 45 thunderstorms, um, thunderstorm days per year. And most of those are in June, July, and August. Right. Between 1959 and 2000, the years 1959 and 2000, lightning only killed uh, killed 58 people and injured 238 people in the state of Virginia. So I guess, I wonder if he counts as seven of those people, though. (laughs) Um, 
Or if they're just counting him like, as oh, one. It's so Roy again. Um, in the United States, uh, 3,239 people were killed and 13,057 were injured by lightning in the same period of time. So from 1959 to t- year 2000. Okay. So that's like the general average for the whole entire United States. Mm-hmm. Um so most people who are struck are males, not females. Because they're tall. And they're between the ages of 20 and 40. Now, I think that that has a little something to do with the outdoorsness, too. Yeah. Perhaps also a, a, a lack of fear. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know, like, it's not going to get me. You know, a lot of that could be just psychologically, just statistical. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. I, I could just be completely out of left field on that No, one, I think but... that makes sense. And, and my guess is, like, just the height. I don't know if the uh, height that makes a big difference. Be. Height but... could also be. Uh, maybe what you're wearing, like belt buckles or yeah. suspenders or who knows. But, um, so, being struck by lightning is actually not as deadly as you would think. Hmm. Most people who are struck survive. Wow. Which well, that's is comforting. the opposite of what I initially thought. Yeah, I, I thought you were screwed. I thought that was it. You're done. Yeah, I so thought the- it was, like, really <laughs> rare. Like, it was, like, a medical miracle if you live. Exactly. So I thought, like, his story in particular. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. You know, because, like, I just had no idea. But lightning strikes can produce severe injuries and only have a mortality rate um, somewhere in between 10 to 30% of people who are, who are struck die. Okay. So... Upwards of 80% of people survive. Okay. You know, 70 to 90% of people who are struck survive. But they do sustain long-term injuries, though. So the thing that tends to, if you do die by being hit by lightning, what does happen is what you mentioned before, your heart stops. Yeah. It's like an electric shock. That is usually the thing that does does kill people. Um, And at that point, CPR is the biggest thing that saves people if, if your heart does stop. And I would imagine there's different intensities of the lightning. Yes. So, uh, direct strikes like from the sky to you, you, which I would think is pretty rare. Are incredibly rare. Yeah. Okay. And that is probably the most deadly version of being hit by lightning. Straight up. Um, so in this, I, uh, so quote, Direct strikes are rare. When people think of lightning strikes, they imagine a bolt hitting someone right in the head and traveling down their body. (laughs) But direct strikes like that make up only a very small portion of all lightning strikes, end quote, said Marianne Cooper, who is an international medical authority on lightning injuries. (laughs) Can't believe that's an actual thing. That is an awesome job. She continued to say, quote, the vast majority of deaths are caused by ground current, where lightning hits a distance oh, okay. away and then travels through the ground in all directions. And if you're close enough to that point where it hit the ground, then you get an electrical charge. Really? End quote. I didn't know once it hit the ground, it could still get you. I I'm, I guess so. And then it also could hit other things. And then it, Yeah, like I knew it if it's something you. metal or they always said, don't stand under a tree. Like I was always well, so afraid of, <laughs> of like getting caught under a tree in a lightning storm because so they were she, like, don't stand under it. So she also says, so another way that lightning strikes people is what's known as a side flash. 
So it will hit a taller object near the person, like a tree, mm-hmm. and part of the current jumps from the tree to the person. Yeah. So these two types of indirect strikes are far more likely and far less deadly than a direct strike because the energy is slightly dissipated by the time it eventually gets to you from wherever it initially hit. Okay. So the tree or yeah. the ground or whatever. Yeah. Um. So she continued to say more things. Like, for example, I also didn't know this. So your body actually cuts off most of the current. So lightning hits your body in a different way um, than if you were struck. Like, if you were to, like, put your finger in an electrical socket. Like, the electricity that's hitting you through lightning is a little differently. Most of the current from a lightning strike actually passes over your skin, not, like, through your skin. so it doesn't even get inside. Yeah, and it's called flashover. And the heat... When it passes over your body is what causes the burns. And if you oh, look oh. online, oh, you can see, bad. like, scars of people who have been hit by lightning. This is kind of terrible to say. Oh. But they are the most interesting things. It it basically looks like... Imagine what your veins probably look like. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, what the burn looks so like. So you can see the path that it took. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's crazy. I want to I wanna see that. And it's like... Um, like, almost like little, like... T- tendrils and like almost like a spider web type kind of almost like a tattoo or something yeah and it's like crazy looking um i saw it like on some sort of buzzfeed thing a long long time ago like these crazy like long uh burn scars it was insane looking i can only imagine what that must have felt like it must have been awful so the flashover is like when it goes over your skin and then the heat creates the, the burns. But the strike lasts for such a little amount of time, so only a few microseconds. Oh, wow. Um, but it does all that damage. But it rarely causes serious burns. And that's when it passes through something first. Yeah. So after surviving um, an attack people tend to suffer more from their injuries than the attack itself. So lightning strikes can cause health problems, including like muscle soreness, headaches, cognitive problems, and nausea. So your nerves are not used to that amount of electricity, and that can cause you to have cognitive issues in the future. And many victims face a loss of memory and find themselves unable to focus and some problems multitasking and even like mood changes and depression and all kinds of things. Yeah, it's like having a traumatic brain injury, I would think. Yeah. And then like the overheating of your body too. Sorry, I'm drinking my soda. (laughs) I didn't realize how loud it was going to be. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I had no idea. I had no idea that it wasn't as deadly as I thought it was going to be. Well, that's kind of a relief, I guess. I know. I mean, we'll be able to focus and, you know, your hair is going to catch on fire. But other than that, it's it's just a walk in the park. Yeah, I remember, I think it was Say Yes to the Dress. I feel like there was an episode where the girl, like her dad got struck by lightning and he was okay. But then he was like really, well, like he survived, but he like, had a lot of, like, issues, and I think he might have, like, passed away later on. Oh. Maybe that was one of the direct hits that you were mentioning. (laughs) So, before we sign off, we got another email. Thank you for the email. And remember, you can always email us at thepartidontget at gmail.com, and we will do our dandiest to to answer answer them. (laughs) So, this email, uh, I'll just read the the question part. Um, 
I have always wondered how old the youngest great-great living grandparent and or what is the record for the longest living great-great-great living generations. For example, this quote, this is my great-great-great-great-great-grandma, my mom had me at 16 and her mom at 16 and so on and so forth, end quote. Am I making sense? Might be a fun project to research. Let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> Respectfully, Matthew. So thank you, Matthew. For thank you question. very much, Matthew, for that question. So I tried my best and I was able to find some information about grandparents <laughs> and people who live old or live old. Oh, my gosh. I sound <laughs> so uneducated. It's late in the, it's people who live old. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So um, the... But see, it was very challenging to find who actually was the oldest grandparent because that world record of the oldest person changes all the time. Because obviously, you know, they're up people there. Are still... So they're kicking the bucket every oh, day. Oh, yeah. Um, and then other people <laughs> are, you know, having birthdays and getting older. Yeah. So I found a whole bunch of contradictory ones. For example, I found that the oldest grandfather was from Japan, mm -hmm. and I think he was 112. I might be off by one or two years, but then I found that the oldest great-great-grandmother, uh, she was an American, and she was also the world's oldest living person at the time of this article, and she was 114 and 16 months. However, I believe that the oldest living person on record ever is either 116 or 118. But then I couldn't find out if that person had been a grandparent or not. <laughs> so definitely no one has gotten above 118. But America's oldest great-great-grandparent at, at the time of... of her death was 114 years and six months God, old. Can you imagine those part birthdays? We didn't think you'd still be alive. <laughs> Happy birthday again. And the <laughs> oldest grandfather in the world was Jap Japanese, and he was somewhere between 112 and 115 years old. Okay. But then as I was searching, I also found the oldest first-time grandmother. So she became a grandmother... Um, when she was 95. Whoa. So that's the oldest <laughs> first time grandmother. Wait, okay. So then her daughter or son must have been... I don't even want to know. Because that's, that's old to have a kid. Yeah. Okay, let's say... <laughs> like, respectively, that. maybe you were 40, and then yeah. maybe, well, so 40, maybe you were 45. 40, I can see. But that's challenging. But the oldest first-time grandmother um, was Marianne Wallenberg. And she was 95 when her first grandson, Joshua Fritz, was born in Toronto, Canada in 2008. It's kind of sweet, though. Like You get to, you get to finally be a grandma. You know. She's yeah. like, it's about time. <laughs> She's like, I've been holding on for this. And then the generations question, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to find that. But I actually did. Oh, good, because I was really <laughs> curious about that one. So um, I like was like, how do I how do I type this in? Yeah, I know. How like, do you... Longest chain of yeah. great grandparents. So the 
the longest sequence living generation of individuals okay. was and the, the the largest one is seven generations. Whoa. So seven generations living all at the same time. Is it like the 1800s? And they were from the United States. Again, lots of... We know how to pop them out, Lots of winners here in the U.S. And this was recorded in 1989. So who Oh, okay. So kind of recently. Who knows if that could have changed? Because I bet back, you know, back in the day, it was like... You know, we were popping out kids at 15, but we also weren't living very long. That was pre-Guinness World Book. (laughs) So, according to Guinness Book of World Records, the most generations alive in a single family has been seven. The youngest (laughs) great-great-great-great-grandparent being Augusta Bunge. She was 109 years and 97 days old. She then had a daughter who was 89. Wow. Um, what? Which is... <laughs> do that math. Think about how old that person was when she had a kid. Wait. 89 oh, and 97. 17. 89 and 97. No, I thought she was 117. No, the great, 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 great grandparent was 109. Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh, God, it's that 97. So then 89. You're right. Is it 17? 17? Okay. I was looking at 97. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do math. We're so, I need to write it down. <laughs> so, yeah. So the oldest one is 109. Then her daughter is 89. And then her granddaughter was 70. And then her great-granddaughter was 52. And her... I love how they're all women, too. And her great-granddaughter was 33. And then her great 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 granddaughter was fifteen, and on the birth of her great 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 grandson, he he was born on January twenty first, nineteen eighty nine. So that's seven total from Man. from day it, from one day old to no <laughs> from one day old to one hundred and nine. That's so crazy. Yeah. And that's in 1989. I I thought for sure I was not. Because, like, imagine the stories you could get, you know, that you just wouldn't have access to otherwise from somebody that's 109, you know, Mm -hmm. assuming that they're with it enough to to tell you about it. Yeah. So, as far as I know, the oldest grandmother is 107, was 107, 114, and the oldest grandfather was 112. However, it very well could have changed since then. Yeah. Then the oldest first time grandma was 95 and the longest living generation was 7. Wow. So that I, was I, I the wish end I could even that. like I wish I could meet my great grandparents just cuz like that's you know when when both sides of my family immigrated. Yes, know. it would be so I'd cool love to learn to more about like stories. the culture yeah. and everything and Absolutely. That's cool. But it's really good question, Matthew. Feel good question. free to email us all kinds of questions yes. at the part I don't get at gmail.com and give us rates, reviews, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you just go to your library, just literally click on your library when you're listening to your podcasts and then click on um, this is the part I don't get, and then you scroll all the way down to the bottom. And you can give us a review. We, ha- we got another review last week. Oh, we did? Um, so thank you so much to everybody who has already reviewed us. And I saw, we were looking at our fan divide, and we have, like, 
we have fans in Brazil, I think. Oh, we yeah. We are international. I, we are. What, what was the other ones? like? There's Cyprus, the UK, Brazil, and I think Sweden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, well, thank you. I, we should learn how to say thank you in all those languages. Well, one of them is thank you because it's the UK. Thank, <laughs> other than that one, smartass. Oh, my goodness. Right, okay. Well, thank you so, for, for listening. See you in two weeks.